Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the team makes another hire along the defensive side of the ball. Plus, the conversation is out there about the Raiders extending Derek Carr. We'll talk about that. And what did I learn from the Rams? As we talked about what I learned about from the Bengals on Monday's show. So we'll flip it over to the Rams side of things on today's show. Plus, your calls and texts will close things out. That's all coming up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, February 15th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just win. Your team Just every win. day. Just win. The autumn wind is a raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome in, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the Locked On Raiders Podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. And off top, the Raiders made another hire, coaching hire, on the defensive side of the ball. Now linebacker coach Antonio Pierce. Yeah, that's right, Antonio Pierce, the one to play with the New York football giants. He has agreed to a deal with the Raiders to be their new linebacker coach. Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network put out a tweet on uh, Monday. The Raiders have reached agreement with Antonio Pierce as their linebackers coach. The former Giants Pro Bowl linebacker is back at the NFL on a coaching level after spending the last few years as a defensive assistant with Arizona State. Now, if any Anybody has been paying attention to what's going on in Arizona State, they've got a lot of uh, things going on as far as uh, in their front offices go and their compliance department goes. And Arizona State's in a little bit of hot water. And I believe on February 2nd, Antonio Pierce actually resigned from his position there at Arizona State. And now the Raiders have gone ahead and sealed the deal. He is the new linebackers coach. And it goes on to say that Pierce interviewed with the Giants a few years ago when Patrick Graham was first brought aboard to be Joe Judge defensive coordinator. That didn't work out, but now it has worked out and Pierce is going to be working alongside Graham in Vegas. So just another coach added to the the uh, staff and that's linebacker coach Antonio Pierce. And the one thing I like about that, I don't know a whole lot about him as far as a coach, uh, what he brings to the table. But what I do like is the fact that he's a former player and he knows the linebacker position. And you know, the one thing about Tampa Bay, everyone talks about what they did with Tom Brady and that offense and all the weapons that they had. But if you look up and down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their coaching staff, a lot of former players were on their coaching staff. And I do think it makes a difference. Is it the end all be all? No, I'm sure it's not. You know, there's a lot of coaches out there that probably never played the game that are really good, but I do think it helps. So it's just another addition added to the Raiders coaching staff. And now as far as I'm concerned, uh, defensive line coach is still open, tight end coach is still open, and running back coach. And that's just if they replace all the coaches on the staff like I do believe they will. D-line coach, tight end coach, and running back coach are still the last three coaches that need to be hired. Up next, a report came out on Super Bowl Sunday from Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network about quarterback Derek Carr, saying that sources say the Raiders are moving forward with Carr at quarterback and prepared to discuss a contract extension that would keep him in Las Vegas for the foreseeable future. And I mentioned this briefly on Monday's show that uh, I expected to see a contract extension sooner rather than later, two or three years, so probably two years deal, uh, making his uh, total contract three years, give him a little bit of extra money and see what he could do with the Josh McDaniels offense, thinking he's going to do some really good things in that offense, but he's got to go out there and prove it. And so uh, Rappaport's piece goes on to say, for weeks as the Raiders search for a coach, Carr molded his future with both sides left to make a mutual decision about what would come next. Sources say Carr's top choice for a new coach was actually the one the team hired. And in the past, McDaniels and Ziegler's affection for the three-time Pro Bowler led them to consider trading for him. That's why they were still in New England. So it shouldn't come as a big surprise. I don't think Josh McDaniels would take the job with the silver and black if he was going to have to rebuild with a new quarterback. But there has been a lot of conversation out there. If he would trade 
uh, Derek Carr to someone else and go and bring his own guy in. There was conversation about Jimmy G. Just don't think any of that makes sense. I think Derek Carr is the guy that Josh McDaniels thinks could, could lead the charge, and he's going to give him the first opportunity to show that he can lead the charge. Now, that doesn't mean that he's the end-all, be-all at all. He's got to go out there and prove it. But again, like I mentioned, as soon as Josh McDaniels got hired, all you need to get is a chance. And so uh, they're not going to go ahead and let him play going into 2022 with uh, no guaranteed money on his contract. His agent wouldn't do that. Derek Carr wouldn't do that. And I can care less about how much he says he's not worried about money. At the end of the day, every player is worried about money to a certain extent. Some more than the others, but there's no way a quarterback's going to go into the league and play a season at almost $20 million and none of that guaranteed. I just There's no way that that can happen. So look for the Raiders to extend Derek Carr sooner rather than later. And my final little nugget here for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, news and notes of the day. The John Madden tribute happened at the Oakland Coliseum on Monday, about 5.30 Pacific Standard Time. It kicked off. I watched it on NFL Network. It was pretty lengthy. I didn't get to see the whole thing, but it was a pretty lengthy uh, tribute to him. A lot of different people talked as far as players and coaches and uh, radio guys, columnists. I mean, people that work side by side with John Madden, his wife, his kids. Uh, A lot of people talked at the tribute. It was at the Oakland Coliseum. And it was a heck of a thing. But I think that the moment that the mic was dropped was when his wife, Virginia Madden, actually talked to uh, talked to Tom Rinaldi and uh, had this gem when talking about John Madden believing in the Raiders and believing in the Oakland Raiders in particular. Here's Virginia Madden. Check this out. John believes in the town of Oakland. He believed in the Coliseum. Most of all, he believed in the Raiders. I believe in the Raiders. The the Oakland Raiders. needs a football team. So there was just a few seconds of Virginia Madden talking to Tom Rinaldi at the Madden Memorial uh, that went on at the Oakland Coliseum on Monday. And again, it was a heck of an event. A lot of different people were there participating, thought it was a really cool thing. And of course, being there in the city of Oakland, knowing how much Oakland meant to John Madden, thought that that was a great thing. So uh, on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Wednesday, we're actually going to play the whole tribute. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, we're going to play the whole thing in its entirety uh, coming up at five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. That's going to be on Wednesday on Raider Nation Radio 920, but did think that that was a really cool and special moment there for John Madden, obviously the Madden family, and of course Raider Nation. A lot of Raider Nation was able to roll out to the Coliseum and check it out and be a part of that and listen to what everyone had to say. I think that was a special moment. So uh, hats off to anyone who went out there and checked it out. And hats off to the NFL and and the Madden family for putting that whole thing together and uh, realizing and, and helping a fan base come together and check out that event for one of their own. You know, John Madden through and through was a member of the Silver and Black, member of Raider Nation, and he did so many great things in the course of his life from uh, broadcasting, video games, uh, just everything, man, being a mentor, being one of those guys that was there for other players and coaches, uh, just an all-around good dude. So a hell of a tribute that they had at the Oakland Coliseum on Monday for the late great. John Madden. And that's all I really got for you for segment number one of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two on Monday, talked about what 
I learned from what the Bengals were able to do in a short period of time, making it to the Super Bowl. Well, what did I learn about from the Rams as they went on to win the Lombardi Trophy? What can the Raiders take away from what the Rams did? Uh, We'll talk about all that coming up in segment number two. Before we get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about a fantastic taste in protein bar, and that is Built Bar. I like to check out the website each and every morning to see if they got anything new. And uh, this morning, they had strawberry. That's right, strawberry-flavored Built Bar. Uh, It's got actual strawberry chunks in it. So, yeah, you're going to get real pieces of strawberry put inside this 100% real chocolate bar. Zero guilt, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 100% great taste. Again, that's strawberry-flavored Built Bar. But that's not all they have. They have uh, white chocolate cookies and cream. They have coconut brownie chunk, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, coconut, mint brownie, and a whole lot more. How about Cherry Barcia? They got that as well. And the good thing about it is by now it's mid-February. A lot of folks have decided that their uh, New Year's resolutions was not going to work because, well, it's just too much work. But not with Built Bar. You don't get that because it is a really great taste of protein bar, so it's easy to kind of live up to your New Year's resolution say, I'm going to eat healthier because you're eating something that tastes as great as a Built Bar, but at the same time, it's really good for you. So check them out today. Built.com is the website. When you go to check out whatever you decide to order, make sure you use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll save 15% off your order. Again, when you go to check out, that's LOCK15 is the promo code. The website is Built.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. On Monday's show, we talked about what the Raiders could learn and what I learned from the Cincinnati Bengals as they appeared in the Super Bowl after two years of having Joe Burrow. They were a 2-14 team and then boom, represented the, the AFC in the Super Bowl on Sunday, Super Bowl 56. So talked about what the Raiders could learn from them. Well, on the flip side, what can the Raiders learn from the Rams who won Super Bowl 56 and they went all in? And that's really what it's all about. The fact that they went all the way in and you think of the Raiders and the fact that they're a 10-win team They're coming off a playoff berth. They really could have beat the Bengals, in my opinion. Should have probably beat them twice throughout the course of the year, but should have beat them in the playoffs. Had a chance to beat them in the playoffs. Just fell a little bit short. I know. Should have, would have, could have, didn't. Doesn't really matter. So what can I learn and what should Raider Nation learn from what the Rams were able to do in building their Super Bowl team? And that's just it. They went all the way in. They decided that they needed to go get a top 10 quarterback, in their opinion. They went and made the move for Matt Stafford. So they go and trade Jared Goff, who, remember, they had just given a big contract extension to, but he wasn't able to get it done in the Super Bowl. He missed a a couple open players, a couple touchdown pass opportunities that he had. He missed them. And so there you go. You looked at a quarterback in Jared Goff who they at some point felt like, you know what, he just can't get it done. So the Lions got Jared Goff, a 2022 first-round pick, a 2023 first-round pick, 2021 third-round pick in trade for Matt Stafford. And really, that was a trade I looked at and said, you know what? I don't think that the Rams did that much better. I don't think Matt Stafford is that much better than Jared Goff. But I'll say down the stretch in the playoffs in particular, he threw some balls and made some passes that he had to make that I don't know if Jared Goff makes that. So Sean McVay saw that was the guy that he identified, the quarterback that can get him over the top. So they went out and made the move for him and gave up a boatload. That was a lot of capital to give up, but they got their quarterback. Before that, they went out and got Jalen Ramsey from the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jaguars, they traded Jalen Ramsey to the Rams, and the Jags received first-round picks in 2020, 2021, and a 2021 fourth-round pick. 
A lot for a cornerback, but they got their guy that they felt was their lockdown corner. And for the most part, outside of the Super Bowl, he was their lockdown corner. Now, I believe he gave up about 160 yards uh, receiving on Sunday, and that was way too much. You know, that was something that's uncharacteristic of Jalen Ramsey, but, you know, he still, to this day, now is a Super Bowl champ. But they went all in, and they made that move. Then, during the regular season, they went out and got made a move for Von Miller. The Broncos got a 2022 second and third round draft pick in exchange for Von Miller, who is an aging defensive end, but has been there, done that, got it done in the playoffs, and got it done in the Super Bowl as he was the Super Bowl 50 MVP against the Carolina Panthers. And you saw what he was able to do down the stretch and also in the Super Bowl. And oh, by the way, they went out and made a move for OBJ. Now, he wasn't a trade. They signed him when he became available, but... He was a guy who everyone thought was done, washed in Cleveland. Even me, I, I had doubts about what he was going to do after he left Cleveland, and he went out there and shined. And I'll tell you right now, if he doesn't get injured and eventually tear his ACL, as we found out on Monday, he tore his ACL, he's probably the MVP of Super Bowl 56 because he was on the way for that. So OBJ makes the move to the Rams, and there was other teams that wanted him, including Green Bay, including the Patriots, and he decides to sign with the Rams. He felt good about the roster that they were building and knew that they were all in on trying to win a Super Bowl that they eventually did. And that's not all. I mean, they went in on a lot of other guys. They went and got Eric Weddle out of retirement. He's a Super Bowl champ now. He said he's going back into retirement, but they signed him as a free agent. They need that veteran presence. They got Andrew Whitworth, the, the left tackle. He's, uh, he's now a Super Bowl champion. Leonard Floyd they signed as a free agent. They didn't worry about building a team that's going to be sustainable for years to come. They didn't worry about building a team through the draft. They worried about getting guys that could put them over the top immediately. They gave up everything they had to get to get the guys that they wanted, the guys that fit with what Sean McVay wanted to do. And not to mention all these trading that I'm talking about and giving up all the draft capital that I'm talking about and signing all these free agents. They did all that, but... They also, something that a lot of people don't really realize, the Rams rank sixth in the NFL in homegrown players. So what does that mean if they're giving up all their draft capital? Well, they had the most drafted players in the NFL on their roster the past year, and they all came from lower-level draft picks, like, round three, round four, round five, and they were successful with them and they were on the roster. And that's one thing that the Raiders and Rams have in common. They've been able to hit on some of their, their lesser round picks, you know, the third, fourth round. You're looking at guys like Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro, you know, guys like that, even some of their undrafted free agents, the Raiders are able to hit on those guys and don't have a lot of success in the first round. So if the Raiders want to, if Dave Ziegler, the new uh, GM of the Raiders, and of course, Josh McDaniels, Champ Kelly as well, if they want to go and take the Rams approach to building this roster, especially with the quarterback that they have. Think about this, Raider Nation. They have a guy who, in my opinion, is still the equivalent of Matt Stafford. And Matt Stafford was just the guy to help put the Rams over the top. If the Raiders have that guy, which they do, and there's reports that they're going to sign him to a contract extension, why not go all the way in? Why not just go ahead and throw everything at stars around the league just to bring them in and get it done? If they feel like they're that close, why not? You're hosting the Super Bowl in Super Bowl 58, and I know that's not this next year, but it's the following year. Why not go all the way in and commit yourself to commitment to excellence? Just win, baby. I mean, do you want it four or five years, six years from now, or do you want it right now? I think it's been long enough that the Raiders have been without Super Bowl victories or even a Super Bowl appearance. You know what I mean? Why not go all the way in? I would have no problem if they went with the Rams approach. Again, the first round picks that the Raiders have been getting anyway haven't been working out. 
So why not go ahead and, and go all the way and throw all the chips in the middle of the table? Now, you got to hit on the guys that you identify as your guys, like the Rams did. But I think it's a pretty good days in L.A. right now. I think Sean McVay feels really good. I think the front office of the Rams feels really good. They're hoisting the Lombardi Trophy because they decided they believed in themselves and what they were doing. They were going to go all the way in. So the Bengals built their team one way. They went through the draft and got their, their quarterback and got their wide receiver, and they did bring in some key free agents. And then the Rams, they traded away a lot of draft capital to bring in their key stud players that can help get them over the top. Both ways work. Both teams ended up in the Super Bowl. The Rams won. <laughs> you know, and so I saw someone uh, respond to my tweet when I put out the show on Monday saying, uh, you know, hey, I, I want to learn from the Bengals, but I'd rather learn from the Rams because they won the Super Bowl. And that's real. You know, that's real. So if you're the Raiders, why not just say, hey, you know what? Let's identify players around the league that are either in contract and you have to trade for them, like maybe a Devontae Adams out of Green Bay. Let's just take him, for example. Why not, if the Packers franchise him, why not go ahead and give him up the draft capital that you have to get to get him and go ahead and give him that contract extension and bring him in and let him be that alpha as far as the wide receivers go? Why not do that? Why not make that move? Why not go out there and get a big-time, you know, pass rusher to go along with Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby or some stud defensive tackle that can be in the, the anchor of that defensive line? You know, why not go get someone like that? Why not go get a big-time uh, offensive lineman? Because you know that there's a big hole at the right tackle position. You know that there could be holes filled at the right guard position. I mean, there's areas that could be identified as areas of need. Why not go make that move? I would have no problem if they went out and gave up their draft capital, even though they're going to be hosting the draft this year. I get it. If you get a big-time player like a Devontae Adams or someone uh, on that level, why not? Why not go make that move if the end result is getting to the Super Bowl and winning that thing, you know, like the Rams did, why not go make that move? I do believe, like I said, Derek Carr could be the same guy as Matt Stafford. I do think that they're on the same level. You know, and they've had just about the same winning percentage throughout the course of their career for one reason or the other. Difference is, is I think that Derek Carr can get it done in Las Vegas with the Raiders where Matt Stafford had to leave Detroit and go and be with the Rams to get it done. I think Derek Carr can get it with the team that drafted him. He just got to put those big time players around. Him. Can you imagine a true wide receiver? Number one, uh, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. You want to talk about a three headed monster. Have Josh Jacobs as the running back and, and, and possibly go get an, another running back or Kenyon Drake comes back healthy this year. Uh, that's a nice two-headed monster right there. Get an offensive line that's solid that can actually protect Derek Carr and open up the run game and get a big-time defensive player. Somebody, a stud on the defense, like a cornerback. I, I honestly would like to see if they're going to hold on to their draft capital. I'd like to see them trade up in the draft this year and go get Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. That would be the cornerback that I'd like them to go get if they're going to go use their draft capital this year, their first-round pick. Trade up. You're not going to get him at 22. Trade up and go get him. I would be super comfortable with that. But if not, go make a move for a, a big-time defensive back. I don't think Casey Hayward is, is honestly the answer. I really don't. I think he's going to get a big-time contract uh, offer from some team, and he should probably take it. He's a little bit older. This is not going to be the same cover three scheme that he's an expert at. And so a better option may be a guy out there that's used to running what you know the, the, the Raiders are going to be running now under Patrick Graham. Maybe a guy like a Stephon Gilmore. Maybe, you know, someone else out there that's a veteran that you feel like is a shutdown guy. Go out there and make the moves that you have to make. The cornerback position has to be addressed. Trayvon Mullen, I like him. Anyone who's been listening to this show for a length of time knows I like Trayvon Mullen, but his availability is not there. So go get someone who is. You know what I mean? Go get some stud like a Jalen Ramsey. You know, you have Trayvon Merrick on the back end. You feel pretty comfortable with him. They need to get another safety as well. I mean, they've, they've got areas that they need to address in this team. 
But if the, if the front office, if Dave Ziegler and company feel like, you know what, this Raiders team is close, and I believe Mark Davis believes that this team is close, and honestly, I believe the team is close. Hell, they won 10 games in a very, very roller coaster type season for the Silver and Black, a season that they probably had no business winning 10 games, but they did, and they made the playoffs. If they can do that with that kind of season that they just had, why couldn't they start a clean slate and go out there and really ball out and win? I think they, they could and challenge the Kansas City Chiefs. The teams that have a quarterback, a veteran quarterback in place, they probably all should be in winning right now. Kansas City does it. You don't see them trying to rest on what they have, and they have a Lombardi under their belt. They're not trying to rest. They're trying to continue to improve their roster as much as they can. You saw the Rams win and did it. Teams with that quarterback should always be all in on getting it done. So I would have no problem. Again, like I said, talked about what the Bengals did on Monday, and I respect what they did, but I honestly would have no problem if the Rams' model of work, the way that they handled their business to go ahead and put that roster together that won Super Bowl 56, if the Raiders adopted that approach, I would have no problem with it, and I'd probably salute it. At least you would know that they were all in, they believed in each other, and they were willing to go get it done. So that's what I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of what I learned from the Rams and their Super Bowl run that they just made, completing it by hoisting the Lombardi. What's on your mind? Your calls and texts are coming up next. Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line is 707-654-4693. Before I get into it, I do want to let you know about Rock Auto as this episode is being brought to you by Rock Auto. And of course, if you're trying to save money, if you're trying to fix your car, rockauto.com is the place for you. You can save a whole lot of money, like 30%, 50%, sometimes even up to 100% more from the same parts that you get at a chain store or a car dealership. You can save that money by going to rockauto.com. They're a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. The prices are super low for every single customer, and they have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. If you need carpet in your car, They've got carpet. You need to, uh, mats, floor mats. They've got those. Anything you can imagine that goes into your car, on your car, around your car, has to do with your car, rockauto.com has you. Go to their website today. Explore around. It's very user-friendly. Even I understand it. And if I get it, anybody can get it. So head over to rockauto.com right now. Check out the parts available for your car or truck. While you're there, there's a box that said, how'd you hear about us? You write Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I sent you and I'm doing my job. Great selection, super low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at a one-stop shop. That's rockauto.com. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Up first, we got a call from Tyler calling out of Oakland. He's calling to talk about the Madden Memorial at the Coliseum and also touches on Derek Carr. Here he is, Tyler from Oakland. Yo, what up, Q? It's Tyler from Oakland, a.k.a. T-Pow Raider. Just wanted to call in and say I was at the John Madden Memorial tonight, man. It was so dope. It was so cool even just being there. It was one last time, one Raider event, the Kali. Man, people were people were tailgating since Friday. Man, it was so cool. Uh, the best speaker, though, by far was Virginia. She was so amazing. She had the crowd lit. When she said uh, Oakland, like, Oakland deserves a football team, man, that place exploded. It was so cool to be there, man. Um, also, I want to talk about Derek Carr real quick. I was reading an article today. I really, really hope he gets a two-year extension on top of the third year, the last year he already has. Um, I was reading he might take a pay cut in order to get Devontae Adams. I would freaking love that. Either way, I'm so pumped for this offseason to see what we do. 
and also that memorial was so ma- uh, cool, man. I um, I'm sure other other people were there, but I loved it. Just wanted to call in and give you my two cents. But go Raiders, baby. All right. There he goes. That's Tyler from Oakland. And, yeah, man, thank you for the call. The memorial was great. I watched most of it before I left the house to go to dinner, but it was awesome. And I think Virginia stole the show. No doubt about it, showing that love to Oakland. That was really cool. Uh, as far as Derek Carr goes, everything I've read, he's going to get that contract extension. I'm not sure how much truth there is behind him taking less money to go get Devontae Adams. It'd be nice to see a guy like that. As I mentioned in segment number two, the Raiders need to go get a number one. Uh, it would be awesome to see if it was Devontae Adams, but I just don't know what the Green Bay Packers are going to want for him. I, I just know that they're not going to let him walk just as a free agent. They're going to definitely at least tag him and make whoever wants him go out there and give up a little bit of draft capital. And look, if the Raiders look at it and say, uh, similar to what I was talking about in segment number two, that's the piece that'll put us over the top, then by all means, go do it. I'm just not sure if that's the only piece that they need to get them over the top. So they're going to have to decide about what they want to do and how they want to do it. But thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. Next up, got a text from the 208. Hey, Q, love your show. I'm so sorry to hear about your equipment getting stolen. Some people are just dirt bags, and it sucks for the rest of us. I was texting in to see if you heard anything on the details around Josh McDaniel's contract. I've looked everywhere and can't find any details regarding the length and overall cost. If you have any details and opinions regarding the contract, I'd love to hear them. Thank you. That's from uh, the 208. Didn't have a name on it, but, again, the area code was 208. And, uh, yeah, some people are dirtbags, and whoever decided that they were going to take my stuff, uh, they did. And it sucks, but, you know, it's going to be all right. I'm going to continue to move on and keep it on trucking, but, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to do any of my shows from Los Angeles. Had to wait till I got back to the home studios. As far as Josh McDaniels and his contract goes, that is the big unknown. I haven't heard anything about the contract. A lot of people have been asking about it, but I have not heard about it, have not heard how much it is. Uh, but we knew all the Gruden details, right? At least we felt like we knew all the Gruden details. But uh, I'm not knowing exactly what this Josh McDaniels contract looks like, but I do know he's the head coach of the Raiders. That's basically it, and I guess that's going to be good enough for me. So thank you so much. If I do hear something, I'll bring it to the table for sure. Thank you for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Raider916. He's calling to talk about the events that took place in L.A. as far as Radio Row goes, and, of course, my backpack being stolen. Here he is, Raider916. Hey, Q, this is David. Uh Raider 916 uh, wanted to call and just say, man, sorry about your equipment being sold. I was listening to uh, your other show on Raider Nation Radio. Uh, I wanted to also recommend that uh, if you have it possible, that if you you mentioned in one of your shows, I'm actually listening to uh, when you did Radio Row, man. You got a lot of great interviews in there. I would recommend any of the Raider fans go and check you out on your your uh, your show on Raider Nation Radio. Um, you did a lot of great interviews, man. I'm, I'm listening to a whole week's worth. Anyways, man, I'm here at work finishing up my day. But you mentioned Cliff Branch, and you mentioned you had an opportunity to interview him. Uh, and I was wondering if you still had that audio, man, just given that Cliff Branch went into the Hall of Fame, which, all right, about time. I'm wondering, just as, as a suggestion, if you can play that uh, interview, if you have it on audio, man. That would be good to have a reflection on uh, what great of a Raider he was and, and how your interview went. So uh, just wondering if you would mind doing that if you have the audio. So just throwing it out there, man. Um, as far as the Raiders go, I'm excited about this year. Uh, got a got an exciting feeling, thinking that we're going to go a whole different direction in terms of how we – uh, strategize and plan for the future and moving forward. Um, 
you know, obviously we're going to lose some guys and there's going to be some Raider fans that are probably going to be like, oh, man, why did we lose this guy? Why did we lose that guy? But, you know, uh, I can say that I'm probably going to be one of those. Like, oh, man. But you know what? I'm putting my faith in, in our office uh, with all the changes that we've done with the GM and the coach and as well as the front office and, and looking at the coaching staff. Um, not really too sold on Rob Ryan, but uh, hey, you know what? He's done some okay things with us the first time he was around, so um, maybe maybe he'll contribute a little bit more. Um, I think he did a pretty decent job, you know. Uh, not again, I'm not too sold on him, but you know, hey, we'll see what happens. It's a whole new new beginning, so I'm hoping that uh, Carr gets that extension, man. It'd be good to have that extension in his contract to kind of see what he does within this next coming year or two. Uh, however. I mean, however long we extend it, uh, we'll wait and see. So I'm thinking that some good things will come out of him, given that Josh McDaniels is our head coach, and we'll we'll see what happens. There he goes, Raider 916. Thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, man, lots of great work took place in L.A. No doubt about it. Between myself, JT the Brick, Vinny Bonsignor, my man Jared, Adam Hill, Ed Graney, all representing the LV Sports Network uh, there in L.A. Did a heck of a job getting as many interviews as possible. There was interviews that we did that weren't even played just because we had so much uh, going on at the time during the week. And, of course, I hate that my stuff got jacked, but it is what it is, I guess. I can't really do anything about it at this point. And uh, Cliff Branch, yeah, I could definitely play that interview. Matter of fact, I plan on uh, tomorrow evening interviewing his nephew, Zachariah Branch who was a USC commit, so maybe I'll do a show where I have that interview with Zachariah on there and then also a, th- a throwback interview when I talk to Cliff Branch. I like to bring that up every once in a while. So, uh, yeah, uh, sometime this week I'll definitely make that happen for you. I do appreciate you. Thanks for the call. Next up, and I just got a couple more. got a text from Raider PA now in Georgia. Q, I'm a new booty reaching out. Call me Raider PA now in Georgia. Started listening to you on the podcast back when training camp started for this past season. The podcast is the ish, and I love it. And I hope you eventually become the voice of the Raiders after JT for this new generation of fans. I believe I first saw the silver and black in 85 or 86 and have been down since hardcore. I believe we need to embrace the new wave of coaches coming in. I believe this because we have no champion Raiders for this age of Raider fans, 40 and up. I'm not trashing our history, but I know nothing about it because I didn't see it. I'm tired of defending the Raiders based on our past. I want present-day Raider domination. I feel it's about to start. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. That's from Raider PA, now in Georgia. And thank you so much for the text. I do appreciate you. And, yeah, I do think that that's what the Raiders are going for. I think that's what Mark Davis is going for. It's a new generation of Raiders way. It's a new front office, a new way of thinking because the old way wasn't working. You know, and I think that it's smart that Mark Davis in the front office that is there in place right now decided to go in a different direction. And uh, hopefully these are the right guys that get the Raiders where they need to be. Hopefully Josh McDaniels is hitting the right buttons. Hopefully Patrick Graham is doing the same things on the defensive side of the ball. And then, of course, Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly doing their things in the front office, both through the draft and free agency. So, uh, yeah, man, it'd be nice to uh, see the Raiders start making new history because, again, I was old enough to be around as far as alive when they won their last Super Bowl, but I literally was seven, and that was not the biggest thing on my mind at seven years old. I'm sorry, I'm not going to even try to lie to you and say that it was. So, yeah, they need to start making their own new history and stop worrying about the past as much. Now, I'm not saying forget about the past, but you've got to start making your own memories uh, 
uh, with the new generation instead of just relying on all the old school when everything was uh, all good, feel-good stories. So that's not the case right now. But thank you for that text. I do appreciate you. Let's close things out with a call from Jacob in Fresno, the 559 he's representing, calling to ask about the offseason and what I'm most excited about. Here he is, Jacob in Fresno. Hey, 